Welcome to The Pemberley Podcast, a podcast where we discuss modern-day Jane Austen adaptations. Now covering Emma Approved, I'm Jillian Davis. I'm Yolanda Rodriguez. Keep up with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Pemberley. You can help support our running costs on patreon.com slash thepemberley. And if you have any questions or comments, email us at thepemberleypodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Pemberley Podcast. How are you, Yolanda? I'm doing good on this rainy day. How are you doing? It's, I love this beautiful rainy day. It's just very chill. It's a great day for us to like curl up. For those of you who don't know, I'll set the scene. We're in my living room (laughs) and we like, there's carpeting and we sit on the ground and kind of use my ottoman as like a desk area. You have tea. Uh, There's tea and there's coffee. Um, and it's just, it's very pleasant. It's and a we're, nice day. We're very cozy over here. And uh, hopefully the coziness that we feel comes through our voices. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to whisper now the rest of this We're going to whisper and it's going to be an exercise for you. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we start by telling the good people what we watch on the Netflix and yeah. on the television when we're all cozied up why don't you start because yours is a little more i don't well i actually don't know much about this show. no but i think you're right because we do like to do a seamless transition yeah. into the show and we can't <laughs> do that with mine <laughs> i have started and completed oh. uh umbrella academy which i believe everyone should watch it's awesome. It's 10 episodes an hour each, and it's based on the comic book written by Gerard Way and of my Gabriel Ba. Romance. Yes, he, he is the, uh, I have to give like credit also to Gabriel Ba, who is his co-person, cool. creator. Yeah. And, but yes, I'm a My Chemical Romance fangirl. <laughs> and so um, I first heard about this series a long, long time ago when I heard that it was in development. It's a great show. It is a great show. It's, What's it about? So it's weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. It's like not for everyone, but I think that you'll find that you'll find something that you like in it. Okay. Um, essentially, the premise is this, and it's sort of set in like an alternate version of our world. Like no one has like smartphones or anything it's like hmm. you're not really hung up on stuff they're just like we've got like the technology of modern day but not on october 1st 1989 43 kids are born around the world and it's weird because like when they their mothers woke up they were not pregnant and then they like instantly became pregnant Whoa. and then gave birth immediately and this eccentric billionaire decides he wants to adopt as many as possible so he gets a hold of seven six of these kids have like extraordinary abilities like one of them is super strong one of them is like really good at throwing knives um <laughs> one of them can like turn into the crack it's a whole thing okay and uh so he basically starts this academy for these kids called the umbrella academy and they all like raised together in this household and like he's horrible like he's like not a good person he like pushes them and they are hateful and resentful of him and so he dies and it's years later and they all return because they've all like grown up and like scattered to the wind and now they've all returned for their father's death and they're sort of reunited and they also find out that the end of the world is in eight days so it's kind of like they need to solve that and they everyone has emotional baggage (laughs) up the wall that they need to solve but it's great it's compelling every single character is awesome and it's just like a weird sort of quirky world and then there's like these like inner dimensional time travel assassins that are coming after one of them and everyone Hmm. is so talented i follow i recommend if you don't want to watch the show follow all of them on instagram (laughs) 
Follow like the cast. The cast, yeah. Oh, okay, they are great. I, I know Ellen post- Page is in there. Ellen, that's right. Ellen Page is in that. She's sort of the big name, right? That's okay. in there. But everyone is like crazy talented. Cool. I will post all links to all things because everyone should watch this. Cool. I'm watching, or I finished watching Kim's Convenience. Woo-hoo. Uh, there's two seasons on Netflix. It's a Canadian show that focuses on a Korean family in Toronto and. The father has a store, a convenience store. The mother helps out there. The daughter is going to college, helps at the convenience store. And their son is like not talking to the dad. He has like a, a rough relationship with his father, but still in communication with the mom and his sister. So it's just like their world around this convenience store, this family and everything that goes on. And it's a really great show. There's a lot of different dynamics happening in relationships with all the different characters between like the daughter and the father and the then the mom with like her church and like mm-hmm. the the like pettiness that goes on there between all like the other church moms and then what's going on with uh, Jung at work and like the fact that his boss has a crush on him. Oh yeah, the Shannon Jung love <laughs> yeah. story. Is yeah, so my heart. <laughs> yeah, there's like yeah, there's definitely romance in the show as well. So there's a lot of cool dynamics between all of it, which is really cool. And I recommend you check it out because they're really quick episodes. They're like 20, yeah. 22 minutes. Um, and they're very light hearted. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really funny. It's light hearted. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. So with that, we're gonna go ahead and jump into Emma approved. So previously, we met Maddie, and we just know that Emma is determined to help her in some way because she has put off that lunch for so long, she now has to be in the same room as Maddie Bates and hear about Jane Fairfax all of the time. We're going to jump into episode 35, Flies to Honey, written by Tracy Bitteroff, directed by Shelby Roy. We see an array of jams or preserves on Knightley's desk of what he's received, some very interesting flavors, I'm sure. I do like her branding. It's like the mason jars, a little chalk. It's very cute. It's, yeah, it's very, very cute. Approved. I wouldn't want to taste it. No. What's the, the difference between jam and preserve? I, you know, I realized in my outline that I wrote out, I wrote jam, but they say preserves, and I don't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I use I, it interchangeably. I, I can look it up. Yeah. I mean, maybe the I I like don't even know where to begin with the. There's jams versus preserves versus jelly. Yeah, I was just thinking like, what about jelly because and jelly. what about margarine? Huh? Oh god, or not margarine? Um, Let's not even. Put yeah, that in the mix. <laughs> it's all so confusing. Yeah. It's like sugary preserved fruit. I think so. And uh, okay, so jelly, the fruit comes in the form of the fruit juice. Oh, okay. Jam, the fruit comes in the form of fruit pulp or crushed fruit. Okay. So it's less stiff than jelly as a result. Okay. In preserves, the fruit comes in the form of chunks in a syrup or a jam. So I think it's just like okay. the consistency, really, or yeah. like how how pure the taste is. I'm actually kind of glad we looked that up because yeah. we always use, I feel like we as a society use it all interchangeably <laughs> and clearly we shouldn't. There's probably some people who are like very adamant about like calling it what it is, but I'm also like the jams and jellies. No, I never use just, preserves really. No, I, I really don't eat any of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fun, like as much as I would like have to be appreciative of all of Maddie B- Bates's hard work, I, I couldn't. Even if the flavors are normal, I can bring think, myself to eat it. I think then jelly is like if you go to like IHOP and they have the little packets. Yeah, I was just thinking about jelly. the Smuckers. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. I never, I mean, because like I was never a PB&J kid. Like, oh, okay. I like, I'm fine with peanut butter, but like jelly, like it's just never been my jam. It's never <laughs> been my jam. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Whoa. 
I'm a comedian, you guys. <laughs> I, I think I only had it because, like, that was not something my mom ever grew up with. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents didn't grow up with that in Bolivia. So that was very, like, an American thing. And I wanted that because all the, like, the girls in my class were also eating PB&J. So I think that's why I had it. Mm-hmm. But besides that, like, my mom would have never bought us peanut butter otherwise. No. <laughs> I feel like America is the only country that uses peanut oh, butter. Well, the people think it's a strange combination, like peanut butter and jelly. That's like It is a weird a, combination. Yeah, I guess it is. But, like, I guess here we're just used to hearing about it. So I don't know who invented, like, who came up with that? Like, who was the first person know, to be pe- like, like... jam on toast or peanut butter on toast. That makes sense. But, like... Then they just put it together. And then it, like, took off, like wildfire. And I don't know, like, it's fine. Like, I'm not going to tell you it's gross. It's fine. (laughs) But I don't know why we, as a society, like, love PB&J. Like, it's a thing. I think it's just easy. It is easy. Especially if, like, you're going on camping or you're going on, like, some kind of trip. You just buy, like, a loaf of bread, buy peanut butter, buy jelly, and you're good. That's true. (laughs) That's true. No, I mean, it is easy. We like that in America. Yeah. We like convenience. (laughs) We like that in our food. Yeah. That roundabout conversation yeah. <laughs> to say preserves are not what you get at IHOP. <laughs> no, and Knightley is getting the bulk of yeah. Maddie's experiments. Especially, uh, what is it? Peach guava turnip or pajava nip. Pajava nip. I wouldn't eat that. I would smell it and be like, that's interesting. Yeah, well, he does smell it and he's like, oh, that's interesting. So. Yeah. I mean, he's bigger than, he's a better person than I. Yeah, he keeps accepting them. Yep. Um, I do like that, you know, they start to talk about the fact that Maddie's going to be coming in and Knightley does try to emphasize and you need to be listening to Maddie and Emma's already like past listening. She's like, I did listen to her for five whole minutes and now I already know what I want to do. So she's already like running with her plan. She really wants to help Maddie. And I think the underlying thing of that is like, because Jane isn't here and I'm better than Jane. And since Jane isn't here, I'm going to help Maddie. She could get the help she needs right here and now. Ha! I knew it. What do you know? You're doing this to one-up Jane Fairfax. You've never gotten along with her. It's like the biggest thing that we need to remember going into the new Maddie Bates phase is Emma's Mm -hmm. acting out of extreme selfishness. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But because she's doing so much, she's able to hide behind that. Because essentially, you're right, she was listening. And all she heard was, blah, 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 Jane Fairfax. Blah, 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 Jane Fairfax. And she can't stand... Jane Fairfax, because she's such a good person. I know. And it's so annoying. And now, what's worse, she's been, like, annoying from afar. And now she's about to be annoying in the same zip code. And yeah. Emma is not looking forward to that. So she's going to build up all the goodwill that she can with Maddie. So oh. that, yes, I mean, like, basically, she is only doing this to upstage Jane. Mm-hmm. And she is throwing herself into this because it's sort of her new raison d'etre. She's yeah. like, I gotta... What does that mean? <laughs> oh, raison d'etre. It's like French for reason for being. Ah, okay. Um, and so that's her new purpose in life. Is, okay, yeah. Um, I got to upstage Jane. Yeah, I think because before that, Maddie was like, oh, Jane will help me when she gets here. Don't worry about it. But I think Emma's also trying to expedite Jane's trip <laughs> by just jumping in there, helping Maddie and like getting Jane out as quickly as possible. So that's her strategy oh, yeah. as well. I do like that she is trying to scheme nightly into this mm-hmm. and like being like, well, Maddie confided in me that her business isn't doing well. It's like Alex, he's right through this. He's like, okay, this is about Jane. We know it's about Jane. And the second he mentions Jane Fair 
Fairfax. Emma's like, what, what about Jane? Like, why, why are you bringing up Jane? Yeah. I'm not talking about Jane. Why would we talk about Jane? Mm-hmm. So it's this really funny dynamic that plays out. Well, because he sees right through it. Yeah, yeah. The, the veil of schemes has fallen. Yeah. And he sees right through it. <laughs> but the other thing he's trying to be like, he's like, wow, you're putting a lot of work into saving Maddie Bates's business. You know who else's business isn't doing well? Right. Ours. And yeah. there can be no her without an us. So why don't you find us some clients and then help her? And yeah. she's like, well, but it's a win-win, I swear. And it's a lie. And then Maddie comes in for like five whole minutes. I feel so bad for her. Yeah. <laughs> this could have been a phone call. These meetings, my goodness. Yeah. She brings Alex some of the more experimental flavors in preserves. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> They're both like, yeah, Alex needs more excitement in his life. So let's jazz it up with preserves. Yeah. <laughs> Emma has made Maddie fill out her questionnaire of, I'm sure, what all her clients have to do just to get some more information about what's going on in Maddie's life. And this is where we find out that as great of a person as Maddie is, she's only getting paid really in favors. She has no money. (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't have money. It's it's produce, it's dry cleaning, and the um, eye exam and free glasses, which actually, that's a good deal. That's a good deal. And she's willing to accept that and keep working for them. Because she wants, like, what I really love about Maddie Bates is she believes in, like, helping her community. And she sees, like, these people in need. And she's like, I can help them. I've got this know-how. But, like, she's not getting real money. And she's got to support her mother. Yeah, she does take in this these like favors and makes it into something like she's like oh I got apples from this woman and then I made it apple pie and like that's so great and I'm sure even her clients are like oh great like she's spinning it into something positive but Emma's like you know you're not making money though (laughs) yeah she's a good person who is terrible at business yeah that's the the quote that she brings up of Jane she says no one can do everything but everyone can do something oh that's a lovely thought but unfortunately a business does not run off of dry cleaning and apple pie honey if it did I'd be in great shape and that is a nice uh philosophy to live by I think it's great like it's true like you sometimes you think like oh my goodness there's so much bad in the world but like everyone can do something but I think Maddie is kind of taking that first part of the sentence and she's trying to do everything and by everything she her business is failing which is sad it's very sad and that's why she's here with emma that's what emma's here to do and so she comes in and she's like i know exactly what to do go go schedule with harriet and i'll see you later she like kicks her out of her office she's like uh the budgeting software you're supposed to learn about finance stuff and emma is just emma and like doesn't want anything to do with being helped she wants to help And she's already figured out an action plan, so that's what she's going to do. Yeah. So yeah, she sends Maddie on her way, and Harriet comes in, and they kind of process through what the new plan is. Emma already knows the plan, but she's actually being patient with Harriet and trying to, like, mad libs her way through it. It's like... And what's the noun and what's the adjective? That's right. Here? She's well. What's nice about her grooming Harriet is like yeah. she's she's actually doing a good job of it. She's yeah. like bringing her in, and she's like, okay, so how are we gonna help Maddie? We're gonna help her by getting her new clients. How do we get her new clients? We do this. We do that. We do that. And she's like having her. Yeah, you're right. Like guess. Like it's a Mad Libs. Yeah. How are we gonna help her? Kind of thing. Which all leads to the fact that Emma Approve needs to host a benefit mm-hmm. with a. Big flashy cause and a celebrity guest and lots of rich people to come and a fancy mm-hmm. venue. And there, Maddie Bates is going to meet all these people and she's going to be like, I'm Bates Financial Services. And they're like, whoa, you put on this whole party? Right. You must be so rich. I want you to do my finances. That's the plan. 
I think really her plan was to keep her open bar that she wanted yep. from her for her own party. It's the end game. <laughs> yeah. It is supposed to be like a double um, use party to help Maddie get new clients and also to help Emma approve get new clients. But I think this high profile of guests that it sounds like feels like it's only catered toward Emma approved and not so much to Maddie Bates because Maddie's focus really is on helping the community and these people, like, sure may, like, throw money and donate at people, like, donate yeah. thousands of dollars a yeah. year. Jumping from someone who's, like, paying her in produce to, like, someone who is, like, super rich may not yeah. be, like, the best connection either. No, it's a really big jump because, yeah. like, it's not like I don't think Maddie can't handle herself. Oh, it's no. just, yeah. like, a major adjustment to, like, work with the kinds of people you have to mingle with at a benefit right. versus, like, the lady who does your dry cleaning, you yeah, know? Like, exactly. it's just, like, such a... Such a leap, and I I do hope that they're nice people. (laughs) (laughs) But this is a great segue, speaking of nice people, it's a great segue into the next episode, episode 36, Internal Troubles, also written by Tracy Betteroff and directed by Shilpi Roy. Guys, I just want to say that I watched this episode for the first time in a while, and my heart broketh. <laughs> like, I was so emotional. Yolanda was there. She's like, oh, you didn't watch this? I was like, no! Oh my god! <laughs> but we will build to that. Yeah. What Emma starts with is saying, like, I don't need Maddie Bates' help. Like, I don't need help with my business. Maddie Bates needs help with her business. And it's like, no, you don't have clients right now, Emma. You need help with your business. Knightley has been telling you this for so long, and she just doesn't want to hear it. She thinks, like, she's the best at everything. Cocky Emma is back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> back in in full swing. And you know what? It's, like, totally the Jane Fairfax thing that has oh, sparked yeah. this new... Because, I mean, Emma, like, Emma's been down for a while. She's been like, I don't know. Yeah. What if I'm wrong? Remember what happened last time with Senator Elton? And now that she has a purpose, now yeah. that she has a sort of foe to defeat, mm-hmm. she is back. She's pretending to help Maddie, but really it's, like, still trying to help get her own confidence back and get it to the point where Maddie's, like, talking to Jane about Emma. I'm like, oh, Emma's helping me out now. She's getting me all these clients. She's throwing this major benefit in my name. That's what she wants. And she wants to be bragged about to Jane. And she's in, like, this fake competition that Jane doesn't know about, probably. So, yeah. And, I mean, we don't even know that, like, probably Maddie's bragging about Emma as much as she's bragging about I was Jane. Just I think thinking we've that. We've talked about we this. We have talked like, about this because, like, obviously she brags about Jane to Emma because she can't brag about Emma to Emma. Right. But I'm sure she, like, has, you know, one of these people who, like, has these girls in her life and she's, like, yeah. so proud of them. And, yeah. Because she doesn't have her own kids and I'm, I'm sure she really I'm thinks sh- of these girls as her daughters. Yeah, definitely. There's, like, the mutual, I'm sure, annoyance of each other. And I'm sure Jane's also like, but I'm making an impact on the world too. Like, come yeah, on. Like, I'm yeah. doing so many, like, philanthropic things. And, and the same way, Emma's like, I'm making an impact too in like different ways but still it's like in the private sector yeah (laughs) with like high profile clients with the Mm -hmm. senator like she's like close to like that sort of world too and so they're doing great things individually but like I'm sure it's very annoying when it feels like your aunt is only bragging about the other person and you're like, I'm doing good things. So, but it's just Maddie being Maddie. And she's, she's so proud of, as you said, like she's so proud of these young women in her life that she's seen grow up and Mm -hmm. 
who else is she going to brag about them to? I'm sure her mom was like, I get it, sweetie. I bet mama's the one who's like sick of hearing about both of them. She's like, yeah, they're both great. I get it. I get it. I love the small impressions. I don't think we get any in here. We don't. In the last episode, though, we get small impressions of uh, mama from Maddie and just like this dry humored woman who is like no nonsense of like, yes, get out of my way. So it's just funny. I wish we could meet Mama. I know. We are going to throw a high-profile fundraiser with a celebrity guest ostensibly put on by Bates' Financial Services. There, Maddie will mix and mingle with an elite potential clientele and pick up new clients that can afford to pay her in money, not melons. Emma's excited. She's, like, excited about this mixer. She, uh... Video calls Harriet. Who is quite startled. She is in the middle of something. She's frenzied. She is flustered. Yes, because... Bobby Martin is back! He's back! And he's so cute! (laughs) (laughs) Knightley's computer was broken, so of course he had to call their IT guy. Bad news for Emma, that happens to be Bobby Martin, the guy that she's been pushing Harriet away from. But Harriet can't help but still be in love with him, and he's still in love with her, and their interaction is so cute, because it's basically like, she calls him and she's like, Emma, I'm gonna have to call you back, and we're all panicking, and then we flash to Harriet and Bob, and like, ugh, he's so nice to her, because, you know, I understand she, like, she broke his heart. He was like, do you want to go on this journey with me? And she was like... No. Oh, right. I forgot that's how we asked her <laughs> That's out. how we, I mean, granted, do he you was, want a journey life together? <laughs> do you want to make a thousand paper cranes together? And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. That was a, was a little, little intense little for like, intense, a first Bobby. date. Could have been like, you know, maybe let's start with a salad. I don't know. <laughs> let's maybe make one paper crane together or teach me how to make a paper yeah. crane. And no, he was just like, let's go. <laughs> let's go do this for life. Let's yeah. go right now. <laughs> but he was like, let's go on this journey. And she was like, no thanks. And then they were both hurt. And then yeah. she was like, at least I've got the senator. And then she did it. <laughs> and so now the first choice is back. Yeah. And he's like so nice to her. He he noticed that her screensaver changed. And he's like, back up all your files so you don't lose anything important yeah. to you. <laughs> they have like this really adorable and awkward conversation because like they're like tiptoeing around each other and they're not sure where they stand because they were once great friends they were good friends and now it's like nothing and they're not sure where they're at because bobby also used to be in the office a lot more often and now that everything's set up and everything's working like he's not there anymore so like the if it is the first time they're seeing each other in a while i do think it's funny like he's like how how's Emma's computer? How's your computer? I feel like he's asking, "How are you? How's Emma? How's like your system looks beautiful?" It's like you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's that's what he means by like be sure to back up your files regularly so you don't lose what's important to you. Yeah, because like she lost something important to her. It was him. <laughs> anyway. But what's funny is, like, we see their cute little interaction. He's like, bye. And she's like, uh-huh. And then we flash back to Emma and Alex. And Emma is trying to, like, storm out the door and, like, what, like tackle. I don't know what her she's, plan well, is. Well, she was trying to rush out the room to, like, stop whatever could happen. Stop and Bobby from being like, hi. From, yeah. <laughs> trying to, in her mind, trying to save Harriet from any more heartbreak or, yeah. like, put all her work back, you know, as she says to Alex, like, months back. Yeah. But Alex is, like, physically restraining her. Yeah. She's, like, kicking and trying to get free. Krav classes didn't work. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not how you kick people, she Emma. She did not take the classes yet. She should have. Yep. 
but he sits her down and he's like, calm down. It's just Bobby. He's our IT guy. My computer was broken. Thanks for asking. By the way, it's fixed. <laughs> and she's like, prove it. He's like, it's fixed. I can't prove it. <laughs> Emma's reading way more into it than Alex. Oh, yeah. Because she's like, thinking. you did this. I see what you're doing, Alex Knightley, and I don't like it. What am I doing? You are trying to get them back together again, and it's not going to work. That's funny. That's really funny. No, it's not. Yes, it is, because it just shows how your mind works. It, that is something right out of the Emma Woodhouse playbook, but that's not in mine. Then Emma goes to check on Harriet, who is, like, still... She has not moved an inch. <laughs> she's shell-shocked. She's like, oh my god, what just happened? So she's trying to process through her feelings, and Emma is immediately swoops in to help her process through those feelings, which is to say... It's not a big deal. Don't worry. He's moved on. You've moved on. The fact that he noticed your screen, your desktop changed means nothing. He's just observant. That's all IT people. Yeah. And I like that even Harriet's like, he asked me to bag up my files. Do you think that means anything? And she's like, no. (laughs) But the truth is, yes, it means everything. Yeah. It's just Emma trying to, like, push Harriet back into, like, no, no, Bobby's a bad match for you, and and trying to make her believe that. But Harriet is clearly not convinced, and will never be convinced of that, but, like, Emma's just still trying to keep her on that track of, like, no, you deserve someone so much better than Bobby. Because, like, from the quickest of meetings, she decided that Bobby was not the right match for Harriet, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that Harriet didn't think that he was a good match for her. You can't fight the power of love. Yeah. (laughs) So that's kind of where it ends. It's just like this almost reunion, I mean, this reunion between Bobby and Harriet. I almost said Marriott. (laughs) That's That's how together they are. Marriott. I'm excited. I mean, I'm, I'm glad he's kind of back on the radar. You <laughs> know, we're just going to see, like, Harriet, like, throwing her computer on the floor being like, it's broken! It's broken! <laughs> we're all around <a> pineapple! <laughs> yeah. The, uh, John Mulaney John Mulaney joke. joke. I will just to post, reference it. <laughs> I will post that in the uh, WordPress page. So let's go to the comments, where we read original YouTube comments from when these episodes first aired, starting with episode 35. Elko9791 says, All this work just for an open bar? Emma, I approve. Because it is. It's, yep. it's, this was for her open bar. Yep. <laughs> this is Emma getting her way, no matter what. <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, Lauren says, Maddie should set up a stall at some farmer's market or trade shows. I'm sure she'd be a hit there. But it's really sweet that she genuinely wants to help out and trades preserves her produce with some of her customers. I bet that apple pie was delicious. I feel like she would be a great presence at a farmer's market, like, she would get along with everyone, mm-hmm. and people would buy a preserve or two, but, like, she may not have a lot of repeat customers. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a nice idea. She should just hot farmer's market, so there is no repeat customers. Yeah, exactly. She's just the new guy everywhere. Yeah, that's true. J.J. J. J. Lonsdale says, this is a longer comment, This version of Maddie Bates is thematically brilliant. In her quest to make lives better... Emma is completely oblivious that Maddie Bates is also powerfully committed to making people's lives better, more so than Emma. As Emma can kind of afford whatever she wants, and Maddie's generosity comes at a real cost to herself and her mother's standard of living. Yet, Emma is going full speed ahead at getting better clients, not recognizing that the goal will come into conflict with Maddie's desire to help this community. Again, because she's not listening. The blow up at the end of this chapter should be epic. I don't want it to happen. Then that's a, that's a really good point. It's like they have different definitions of what it means to help people. And 
for Maddie, it is like taking a financial hit and accepting payments in produce. And Emma's cost is a little different than that. So they have such different philosophies of going about helping people. And it's just not mixing because Emma's not listening. So we'll see. Exciting things, bad things ahead. <laughs> I just, because uh, Maddie Bates is the sweetest person in the world. And yeah. I don't want anyone to hurt her. And no. she's going to get hurt. And I can't handle it. So episode 36 comments, Unique Angel says, The B-Mart and Harriet scene broke my heart. Me too, Unique Angel. <laughs> I was shattered. Heather says, Martin, what a nice surprise. I can't wait for Harriet's hesitation around him to turn into a giant smile like the one plastered on my face at the sound of Hey Harriet and the sight of his checkered shirt. Aw, your system looks beautiful equals you look beautiful and back up your files equals take care of yourself. Sigh. Aw, smooth. The double meaning between like, yeah, the computer talking what he's really saying. We all knew. Yeah. We all know. Fox the Phoenix says, so even though Alex was pretty much restraining Emma, I couldn't help but think, physical contact, physical contact. I was thinking the exact same thing. Everybody's hitting it off in their own way. Harriet and Martin are being awkward together. And he's telling her to pack up files and whatnot. And that's how, that's his love language. Yeah. Emma and Alex, their love language is just like Alex preventing her from running out of rooms. You know, (laughs) that's just their thing. Yeah. So they have a benefit to plan Mm -hmm. with uh, no venue, no celebrity guest, and no guests right now. So there's a lot. And no cause. And no cause. Right. So a lot to, a lot to do in the, in the office of Emma approved. We shall see. This episode has been Pemberley Podcast Approved. approved.